You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Cold, windy, blustery Tuesday here in Philadelphia. But it's always hot on the Out of Sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers Network. I am your host, Adil Royster. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. Sixers won last night against Indiana. Ben Simmons had another great game. He's been tearing it up since his insane fourth quarter against the Boston Celtics. He had 18-6-2 last night. It's the best basketball of Ben's career right now. Our man Tom West across the pond wrote a piece about it last week. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it because, damn it, I'm excited about this. This is this is fantastic. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, so I know we usually do this at the end of podcast. But let's just shoot this out and get it done in the beginning. Uh, how are things over in uh, your neck of the woods as far as like health and the role and any vaccine rollout and, you know, any weird uh restrictions that i've never heard about happening (laughs) it's actually going well at the moment uh i believe over 20 million people have been vaccinated over here now which is um a really good amount uh seeing as they started rolling out earlier in the year um and there is sort of a plan in place now for when things are going to start opening back up gradually uh sort of starting next month and then there's sort of a staggered uh sort of increase in what we can do and sort of how the restrictions are easing up so i'm hoping that you know the vaccine rollout keeps going well everything can stay on that plan and then it looks like maybe around june come june things will kind of be a bit more back to normal here uh so it's it's going okay i'll I'll just wait and see if everything can stick to plan i don't (laughs) want to get too excited just yet (laughs) right because there's been a lot of disappointments but we seem to be on the right track Yeah, pretty much the same here. June and July is when things are going to, you know, kind of feel normal again. Uh, I do know that they are increasing indoor capacity for games and stuff to like 10% and then might have fans at Phillies games. We'll have to see. Uh, Vaccine rollout is going well. Uh, Shout out to AstraZeneca over there. And then, uh, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, and they just started rolling out the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So yeah, we, we have, uh, we have a nice set of choices here. That's good. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm really pleased the vaccine rollout's actually been going well this year. It helps when you have confident leadership in your government. It really does. It, it really does. Indeed. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ben Simmons. First of all, we've all known about his, increasingly great defense and there was something in your piece he wants defensive player of the year this year and um is he gonna get it should he should he be the first name i'm not sure he'll get it um it's it's always really tough for a sort of primarily perimeter-based defender to sort of match the impact of an elite rim protector 
Um, right. I mean, just for instance, like historically on the Sixers, like Simmons has not been as impactful on defense. You know, as great as he's been, he's not been as impactful on defense as Embiid has, um, which is just kind of an example of how that's played out. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert is probably going to be, you know, one of the top candidates again this season for it, just because of how huge his impact is in kind of shutting off the paint. Um, but I do think Simmons is definitely in the mix, which is, you know, really impressive. Um, and I, I definitely think at the very least he's all defensive first team again this season. I think he's probably even been a little bit better than last year when he already got that honour. Um, just even more sort of engaged and locked in off the ball, more, you know, as a struck as disruptive as ever there. And then just his versatility obviously has been, you know, he's the most most versatile defender in the league. You know, he really can switch across one through five. You know, he defended Luka Doncic incredibly well the other day. Um, just a dominant defensive showing from him really. And yeah, any lead guard or forward he can handle, which isn't something that anyone else in the league can do at his level. So he's definitely doing all he possibly could to put himself in the running for defensive player of the year and like yeah like you said he does want to go after it this year he says he thinks he is the best defender in the league and you know that's the sort of accolade he's focused on so we'll see how the rest of the season plays out but I mean he's he's making a, a good case at the very least so what you're saying is is when Rudy Gobert wins defensive player of the year we'll have a new reason to hate the Utah Jazz <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> <That is crazy>. yeah <laughs> Simmons' offense has been so, so much improved this year. And it all started with that Boston fourth quarter. Since then, he's averaging 19, 7, and 7 over the last 14 games since then. And there are a lot of factors. Do you feel like Doc is just kind of unlocking things that, no disrespect to him, but Brett Brown didn't really think about? Yeah, there have been some changes. Uh this just, year, just I think obviously a, few, a lot of the credit. Yeah, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you know, a better team helps. Like, you know, they've got some shooting now, they've got more space. That all that all helps a lot. Um, and yeah, Doc's just sort of tweaked some stuff, you know, like Simmons is getting the ball on the move more, just the way they've got him cutting some of the actions they use to get him running downhill and then hitting him on the move. Um, that sort of stuff is good. His cut a little bit more often bead in the post. Um and then one of the things I mentioned in my, my piece last week is just how they've got him screening way more this season, um, which I think has been one of the really sort of important and helpful changes in terms of just how he's being used. Like he's used a lot more as a role man this year. Um, he started doing it a little bit last season and, you know, they did use him more there, but he's sort of built on that now. You know, and he's set, setting stronger screens as he started to do last year. Um, he's just rolling with a bit more purpose and sort of physicality. You know, he's happy rolling through contact setting a few more off-ball screens as well to help get shooters open. And it's just helping unlock a bit more of his kind of offensive off-ball value, um, which is really helping, you know, him and the team sort of maximise what they can do with him. And it's coming when Embiid is on the floor as well, which is huge. It's not just like as soon as the Sixers go really small with Simmons and four shooters, that's when he gets aggressive, you know, when Embiid's out of the game. It's, it's coming when the two stars are together and that's been really important as well. And that's, that's a good word to say, which is aggressive, because I feel like he's definitely more aggressive this season, especially it feels like it's more start to finish that he's aggressive as opposed to he starts aggressive and then kind of fades away slowly or quickly, depending on the defensive matchup. I, I feel like he's got a better idea of how to sustain aggressiveness over four quarters. Yeah, I, I think that's been the sort of huge 
that's the, been the sort of biggest shift for him, I think, just as the season has gone on. Like you said, since that fourth quarter against Boston, where he had, I think it was like 15 points in the fourth quarter or so, on I think it was January 22nd, like since then his sort of mentality has shifted and that's what he has said. You know, he's been, he's been working on it a lot. He's been working on his mentality, trying to get the right frame of mind in terms of how he attacks, how he can up his scoring and just, yeah, it, it is simple saying he's just been more aggressive, but that is it. You know, it's huge. And, it, you know, he's his keeping his dribble alive longer, you know, in comparison to the start of the year before that Boston game, like he's keeping his dribble alive longer. You know, he's he's looking to score more. He's much more comfortable playing through contact, which is really huge. Just being more physical, getting through his guys. You know, if he doesn't have a driving lane, he can. he's still happy going at guys and going through them. He's happy drawing contact. You know, his free throw rate's going up. Obviously, you know, it's over the last month or so, I think he's made over 70% of his free throws. That's that's great. You know, yeah. we want you want to see his percentage going up. He's at a career high on the season now. Um, I think the last I looked at was 67 and a half. It's probably it might have ticked up a little bit even since then. Um, but yeah, just playing through contact, being aggressive and just showing that mindset, which he said he's worked on. And and you know, Doc Rivers as well said, I've included in the piece that. He just thought Ben, you know, he wanted to take on the sort of new role that the Sixers had in mind for him this year right away at the start of the season. But it just took him a bit of time to kind of adjust and know exactly, you know, where to be and what the team wanted from him. Uh, and now it seems that it's sort of been clicking, you know, over the last month and everything's coming together. And part of it is, you know, getting in that mindset early. And Doc has made a point of getting Simmons involved early and often in the lane, in the paint, as opposed to setting up and moving the offense around and making sure guys are in the right places and making the right passes and things like that. But he seems to be focused on getting Ben going in the paint as early as possible. Yeah, yeah. They want to emphasize, you know, get in the paint early, draw fouls, get contact, you know, similar with Embiid. Like he wants to get a couple of fouls on the opposing bigs early on. Like they want to get to the free throw line a lot, get the other team in foul trouble and, you know, sort of impose their will and their physicality inside. And, you know, Simmons playing into that as well, you know, as well as Embiid and just, you know, sort of embracing his size and his strength and athleticism is, you know, really important. And it sort of maximizes what he can do, you know, if he's not shooting and has, and has been doing that. So credit to him for sort of stepping up that part of his game. The best wrinkle this season are the downhill drives, just getting Simmons the ball when he's already downhill. I thought that was a fantastic little wrinkle to throw in, forces the defense to make split decisions. And as a result, you know, Ben is already a really good assist man. And here's a stat that I just love to see. 119 out of 220 Ben Simmons assists have led to three pointers. And that is third in the league, which is, which is crazy. That is an amazing little wrinkle to an offensive skill set that Simmons has that, once again, makes defenses have to really think within, you know, nanoseconds. Oh, my God, he's coming at me. He's coming at me at 25 miles an hour. What the hell do I do? Oh, wait, where's the ball? What happened? It's so it's so valuable. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it can be glossed over a little bit. And, you know, early in the season, obviously, you know, his aggressiveness was a problem or his lack of aggressiveness. It was an issue. And he needed to be scoring more. But yeah, even then, and, you know, obviously now, like he is setting up guys for threes, you know, basically more than anyone else in the league. And, you know, when I put that stat in the article, it was only Dame and Harden ahead of him. And they'd both played at least 100 more minutes. So 
if Simmons had another two, three games under his belt to sort of match their minute total, he'd probably be leading the league. And like I said, you know, with his aggressiveness as well, when he is attacking downhill and looking to score, when defenders know that that's what he wants to do, they have to send more help and they have to send a bit more attention. And when that is the case, it gives the shooters for the Sixers even more space for Ben to kick it out and find them for threes. So it's all kind of works off, you know, it, all his parts of his skill sets kind of, kind of complement each other in that way. And when he is aggressive, it kind of opens everything else up. All of this is coming in the, the last 14 games. And yeah, I'm sorry, even if it is a small sample size, you know what? F it. I, I love it all. So we're, we're just going to keep talking about it. Um, <laughs> 6.2 free throw attempts over his last 14 games. He is getting to the damn line now. Yeah, he really is. And I think, like I said, just he's more happy to play through contact, which is the big, you know, it's a simple change, but it's it's important. Like It's small, often, but it's, it's small, yeah. but it's so important. It is so important, especially when his free throw rate is uh, 536. So, like, how does that change the offensive dynamic? Him, you know, being way more willing to play through contact and being willing to do stuff like that. It mean, obviously, besides transition, you know, if you can just go through someone and draw a foul, that's always good too. But it just really helps him in the half court. And, you know, the Sixers need perimeter creation. Like, that's, I still think, their sort of big roster weakness. And that's something they'll probably look to address, um, you know, through trades and stuff. But Simmons doing more of that is helpful there. You know, it helps him in the half court and the team overall. Early in the season, one of his sort of main issues was he'd drive in the lane, Maybe there'd be a defender or two in the way and he'd just kind of jump, turn and then throw a pass out without right. really seeing where it was going to go or without looking to go to the rim. And, you know, maybe that was just him not being aggressive. Maybe it was him adjusting after coming back from, you know, knee surgery and just getting his legs under him, whatever it was. But it's been a problem at times before in general for him. But now he's just, if there's someone in the way, like he'll go through them <laughs> and he'll draw the foul <laughs> and he'll play through contact. And it just it just makes him much more effective as a scorer you know it doesn't it doesn't shut down the offense when he can't get all the way to the rim or just take a few dribbles and kick the ball right out again he's happy to go that one step further and create those free throw opportunities and when that's a reliable function you know it gives the Sixers another weapon in the half court if you know if Simmons is in traffic it doesn't matter he can use a post up he can use a drive he can face up from the elbow and just go get a pair of free throws or look to score inside rather than just kicking the ball out. And then, you know, the offense has to reset and then the Sixers have to start things again. So it really just helps things keep moving and, you know, adds to what Simmons can do. Ben, dude, you're 6'11", 250, something like that. Like, you, you can you absorb a little contact. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. <laughs> It'll, it, it's fine. You'll be okay. You're not like, you're not Seth Curry out there doing that. Like, you, you have some LBs, my man. Use them. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know Sixers Twitter Sixers Nation Sixers Media we've been asking for him to be accepting to take more contact for years now I don't know what it is this year where he's like you know what I am okay with a few bruises at the end of the night chicks dick scars whatever you want to say I, I don't care but I, I'm just happy he's doing it yeah, I don't even know exactly, you know, what has sort of fueled that mental change. But, you know, he's, he's reiterated a lot that that's what he's been working on. You know, the last couple of weeks, he's sort of stressed how important his mentality has been. And, you know, him just sort of getting that right and knowing what he's capable of and what he can do. And, you know, yeah, I don't know exactly what's gone into that, whether it is just him 
needing a bit of time, you know, after coming back from injury and stuff and, you know, having a long time off games, he just needed to kind of, you know, settle into the offence and get right and, and, you know, feel more comfortable attacking, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's helping. And he also said that, you know, he's been working with Sam Cassell a lot this season and, you know, kind of on all areas of this game, you know, and they've worked a lot on his free throw shooting as well. And he just feels that the increase in attempts does help with his percentage too. It just kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, the more he's getting to the line, the more comfortable he feels he can make them. And that's been a really big, uh, big shift for him as well. And just working with Cassell and that, you know, Simmons stressed uh, last week um, as well that, you know, they look at when he does miss, why is he missing? And then they'll work to correct it rather than just taking loads of free throws. You know, it sounds like Sam Cassell's really been helping him there. Um, so with his own mentality, you know, getting more used to the team, whatever it is, working with Sam Cassell, a bunch of different factors, it looks like it's sort of coming together and he's getting to where he needs to be right now. I said it when they made that hire that Sam Cassell was probably going to be the underrated hire that, you know, nobody's talking about. I'm glad that I'm vindicated. If the trick has been Sam Cassell working with Ben Simmons, then you have to remember what kind of player Sam Cassell was. Sam Cassell was a smaller guard but he was gritty as hell. So if Ben is learning from him and that's what's leading to all this newfound aggressiveness, even after the injury, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and accept my thank yous and you're welcome <laughs> for uh, the, for, for all the foreshadowing that I did before the season started. Like you're, you're welcome, everybody. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have to say. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Ben, uh, his, his true shooting percentage is close to 61, which is fantastic because he's he's much better finishing this year. And like you said, the increase in both free throw attempts and free throw percentage. Is this the best version of Ben Simmons minus, minus, minus that uh, consistent jump shot? Like, I feel like this is the best version of it right now. Yeah, I mean, I think this has been, the last month has been the best stretch of his career. Definitely, I think, I don't think he's ever been better than this at both ends of the floor. Um, Yeah, I think there's certainly, you know, little things he can keep improving on. Obviously, you know, he can keep getting the free throw attempts and percentage even higher. You know, he can keep working on his post game. Um, That, you know, the post game has improved this season. I think, you know, his touch has been good. Um, I mentioned in the piece he's kind of he's attempted more shots from three to ten feet by a fairly sort of significant amount than last season. He's just a bit more comfortable, you know. Obviously, it's not the range that everyone wants, but he's got a little bit more distance in his post game, and you know, sort of working in that paint area, and his touch there and percentages improved as well um, by a good amount. And you know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what his percentile is now, but uh, a few days ago he was in the 88th percentile on post ups. Um, which is, you know, super efficient. That's really good. Uh, even with a fairly small sample, he's, you know, really trending in the right direction there. Um, but, you know, he could still add, you know, a bit more footwork, um, you know, keep getting better with his left hand just as a finisher. Um, he's got that kind of righty running hook shot down this season. Um, I, I, love that, the, that... I love the magic hook. I love yeah. the magic hook. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it so he's... much. He's really been clicking with that. That's been a good move for him. It kind of lets him get moving across the lane rather than literally just backing down every time and turning to a, a standard hook shot. So if that stays in his game, that's going to be good for him. So he's got some little things like he can keep tweaking. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, right now, this is sort of as good as Ben Simmons as as you can get. And yeah, he's better than ever right now. He's also doing a lot more screening and rim rolling, as you said. And to that, I just say, finally damn it i've been asking for that for again another one of those things that people have been asking for begging for pleading for for years and i'm just glad that it's finally happening he's very he's somebody that you can screen and he can just plunge to the lane so i mean hopefully he's been you know watching how dwight howard plunges to the rim because there's there's almost no better person to learn from so that that's great um, but just adding that wrinkle to his game in the offense, I feel like also has made Ben Simmons and the Sixers incredibly more improved this season. Yeah, it really helps. It just gives them another sort of look that they can go to. And, you know, it helps having good guards that he can work with. You know, obviously, Shake Milton, his role and his play has, you know, gone up the season. I know he's had a bit of a rough stretch lately, but it started sort of getting back the last couple of games. Um, so he's been working quite well with uh, Simmons in pick and rolls. Obviously, Seth Curry, um, I know his shooting's cooled off slightly as well after COVID, but he's still, you know, he can still be that sort of complimentary guy who can help, you know, run some of those actions with Simmons. You know, their dribble handoff game has been working pretty well this year too. And, you know, with the gravity that Curry has, you know, coming off a screen, if he's drawing two defenders, that opens up more lanes for Simmons to just dive quickly inside and, and get more scores that way. Um, when I asked Doc Rivers about 
you know, Simmons screening, he mentioned just the power that he has as a screener and that he found has found a lot of success being the scorer out of those actions. And, you know, when he has got those shooters who can command a little bit more attention, it opens up more space for him inside. And if, you know, he's doing it next to Embiid as well, which they have been doing, which is really good to see. You know, you can space with Embiid, like his shooting's been better than ever this year. You know, his career high from three, his mid-range game has been ridiculously efficient um, with his pull-up game too. So if you can, you know, add in all that space around Simmons and just keep using him in that way, yeah, like you said, it's something I've been calling for for years as well. It finally taps into that part of his skill set. And if you give him the right lineups around him, then it, yeah, it just helps it all work. You mentioned Embiid shooting. And you know what? It's not like in previous years where Embiid is like taking these shots, you know, willy nilly. Like he's actually quite efficient with them. So it's not like you're saying he needs to be in the paint and he's hitting them. I know it's not a hundred percent sustainable, but for right now, it's cool to just ride this high right now. Right. Yeah. And I think even if, you know, I don't think his percentage is sustainable for the full season either. Um, You know, he's been comfortably over 50% from mid range for a while and his, and his, percentage from you know 16 feet to three point line has been ridiculous i think it's like over 60 the last time i looked which is absurdly high like no one you know not kevin durant steph curry like no one's going to shoot that for a full season but even if he does cool off a bit there's no doubt he's improved that part of his game you know he has been facing up more this year he's really got that sort of hesitation pull up down um it it's clearly an improvement an improved part of his game you know, it, it really helps him and the sixes. It lets him attack double teams a little bit differently if he's facing up rather than having to, you know, just post up from the low block. And then, he, you know, you're not as sure where the double's coming from. Being able to, you know, face up, attack the defense head on, you know, with more shooting around him gives him a kind of different look, makes things a bit easier for him. And, you know, his passing against double teams is something, you know, we've all been talking about all season and it's really helped him. So, yeah, I think even if the percentage cools off a bit, He's a, he's a good mid-range shooter now. And like his touch has always been good for a big man as well. Like his free throw percentage has always been good. Has always had great touch around the rim. Um, it makes sense that he has sort of taken another step forward as a mid-range shooter. So yeah, even if he's due for a little cooling off, like he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> With Embiid's efficiency from the mid-range, Tobias is actually having a really good season. Seth Curry and Danny Green all in the starting lineup. How does this more balanced roster improve? How has it improved Simmons, you know, better effectiveness at screening and rim rolling? I think it just, it just opens up the floor a bit more. And I, I know it's simple, but I think that's, that's really what it is. Um, yeah. It's like not I said, easy. Having a couple of. As it, as, as it turns out, it's not easy to do the, the Ben Simmonsy things of penetrating the lane when you have two seven-footers and an almost seven-footer. Yeah, like shooting is good. Who knew? I mean, it's, yeah, and, and they actually took a lot of threes in their last game. That was another really good thing. Like, they need to keep that up. They need to get their three-point rate up. Um, but, yeah, if they can keep that going, it really does help. And, yeah, it just gives them a bit more space. Um, and yeah, you, you can do it when he's next to Embiid. Like I've said, you can you can space the floor with Embiid. If you've got guys like Curry, Tobias Harris, and Danny Green, you know, a multiple forty percent three point shooters out there, there's just more room for him to do it with. And if you've got a 
a couple of decent complementary guards who are a bit of a threat to pull up off the dribble, you know, like Shea Milton or Seth Curry, they command enough attention at the level of the screen where, you know, the defence can shift their attention to them a little bit and it does help open up the lanes for Simmons to just dive inside and then either, you know, pass out of short rolls or just go all the way to the rim. And then, like we said, just, you know, with his aggressiveness, when he is getting the ball on the roll, he can either just finish through contact or he's happy just putting his head down, lowering his shoulder and drawing contact to get a foul. It means that you're having more opportunities where you are producing something at the end of that play rather than maybe Simmons getting inside, getting in traffic and then just, you know, not knowing what to do as a scorer and then just passing the ball back out. He's got what he needs to finish those plays and he's got the better pieces around him. So it all, it's all coming together uh, in that sense. So, yeah, it's definitely been a good improvement for them this season. Also, and this will be the, the final point about Simmons's offense, how lovely is it to see that man work in the post? Against Dallas, he was against Dallas. He was backing down Luca, the little spin yeah. move to get to that the lane. spin move in the finish. That yeah, was that was really beautiful. Nice yeah, I, I just love it. More of that. 88th percentile in the post. Yes, 34 attempts, as Tom wrote in the article in the column. You know what? Small sample size again, like I said before, but uh, we're talking about growth here. Okay, and that's this is going to be pivotal to that next evolution of Ben Simmons. If he becomes a serious threat in the post and in the paint and backing down people like that, uh, we're, we're just going to apologize right now, NBA. We're, we're, we're sorry. We're, we just, we did not know what we were doing when we taught him how to do this. We're sorry that we've unleashed this beast upon your house. We're, we're just sorry. Okay. We'll, we'll just say it now. <laughs> Yeah, like it's yeah, we're, like we've said, this is sort of the best version of current Ben Simmons right now that you're going to get. And if he can keep improving in these areas where he has improved, you know that that helps a ton um, to him and the Sixers. And you know, even if he doesn't add the jump shot, you know, whether it's now, next season, whenever, like this is the kind of idolized version of Ben Simmons that you know Sixers fans sort of picture in their heads: the aggressive, rim rolling all defensive first team guy um, and his, his turnovers have been lower as well lately. And, you know, setting up guys for threes, like we said, sort of pretty much at a league leading level. So he's doing about all you could ask for right now. 37.9% of his field goals are attempts from three to 10 feet. And he's hitting about 45% on those attempts, which is just fantastic because if you can just put Simmons in the paint and he has a mismatch and you're there's a close to 50-50 shot you're getting two points take it take it every time yeah i think that's been a good improvement for him and i think like you said even you know with the small sample i do sort of buy that you know even if there's a bit of a drop off in his post up numbers that he has improved there and that his touch has improved you know yeah i buy that, that as an option range yeah and i i do think that his touch has improved i don't think it is just oh, he's had a good little run here and yeah. that's it. Like, I do think there is real growth there, you know, like he has been more comfortable, you know, backing guys down, getting good positioning. You know, we mentioned the little running righty hook shot. If he can keep that going, that's another sort of scoring move in his in his game that helps. And, you know, like we said, you know, working with Sam Cassell, his free throw percentage has been up for a while now, you know, this season and, you know, later last season, his percentage was up as well. Like that shows us, again, that, you know, his touch is improving it you know with that and the post game 
and you know scoring more effectively from that three to ten feet range you know everything points to his touch improving this year you know even if there's a little bit of cooling off like that's definitely seems to be part of area an area of his game where he is growing so yeah it's, it's definitely encouraging you know and if he keeps that up then you know, the more effective he can be in the post, if that is an option that the Sixers can look to a bit more, because, you know, it hasn't really been in the past. He's not been a efficient post-up scorer before. It's just another area of, you know, his half-court offense that becomes more reliable. And, that, and that's huge for a Sixers team that, you know, really does need that sort of half-court perimeter creation. I'll just end the podcast with this thought. Uh, we talked about Ben Simmons for about 30, 35 minutes. And we did not mention anything about him having a jump shot, needing a jump shot, anything like that. It's refreshing. I enjoyed it very much. It's a nice change of pace, isn't it? It's not just to talk about Ben Simmons, like, shoot a three. Like, we've heard it all before. Yeah, it's nice that uh, the Ben Simmons discourse has not just surrounded that this season. Yeah, it's been a nice change. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just need everybody else in the national media to stop it. Just stop it. This is this is the best version of Ben Simmons. And you know what? He doesn't need it. He doesn't need a jump shot. It would be nice if he had one, but he doesn't need it right now. Because with, be it Doc Rivers or Sam Cassell, some combination of the two, the roster construction, this is a really damn good version of Ben Simmons. This is this is great. This is fine. More of this. This is good. Yeah, he's been better than ever for a month now. Uh, best stretch of his career. And yeah, if he keeps it going, it, it certainly looks like he has. Uh, you know, last few games as well, since I wrote the piece, he's, he's kept it up. Uh, it, yeah, everything we talked about, it just makes a, a, such a big difference for him and the team. So, you know, we'll see what the season holds. You know, what other pieces, you know, the Sixers can add if they can add that other sort of guard, you know, the creator, they that would help them, but they're getting all, you know, all they possibly could have from their two stars, you know, and taking a leap to MVP and Ben Simmons becoming this version of himself is huge. Like they couldn't have really expected a bigger leap from their two stars. And that, and that's been a, a massive development for them this year. Tom West, always enjoy talking to you, my friend. Um, next time I speak to you, um, you know what? Let's just go out on a limb and say that we'll both be vaccinated by then, because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be giving it a shot on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. Oh, that's There's great! This, that's uh, great. Sh- shout out to the Black Doctors Consortium here in Philadelphia. They're doing wonderful work serving uh, underserved Black communities here in Philly. So if you are lucky enough to be vaccinated at the Lee Core Center on Saturday, uh, big ups to you. Big props. Even if you're not in line for that, but listen, stay safe out there. Uh, continue to wear your mask, be responsible, all that good stuff. Tom, you take care of yourself as well. You, I, I know you're responsible because you know you're you're a family man. You're not taking any risk at that. No, just staying at home. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tom, always nice talking to you, and uh, hope to hear from you again soon, my friend. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on, man. Good to talk as always. Always. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. 
Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.